Welcome to Straight from the CPA's Mouth, your connection to the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center, Alberta CPAs, and business professionals. This podcast, presented by the CPA Education Foundation, features Alberta chartered professional accountants and others sharing their expertise and insights on a wide range of topics. Tune in regularly for eye-opening looks on leadership, business, education, and many issues of the day, straight from the CPA's mouth. Before we begin, in honour of the 94 calls to action put forth by the Truth and Reconciliation Commission of Canada, we'd like to acknowledge that CPA Education Foundation offices are situated on the traditional Treaty 6 and Treaty 7 territories. The Foundation acknowledges that we reside on traditional and ancestral territories of many Indigenous, First Nations, Métis and Inuit peoples. Their histories and culture influence our community to this day. The CPA Education Foundation is committed to helping build a province where Indigenous peoples and their voices and experiences are heard, valued, respected, and celebrated. Welcome back to another episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth. My name is Kayla Gaffney with the CPA Education Foundation, and I will be your host for this episode. Last year, CPA Alberta implemented a brand new program to highlight students who are community builders, change makers, and an inspiration to us all. The Campus Stars program recognizes amazing Alberta post-secondary students who dream of becoming CPAs. In 2021, six students were chosen from different post-secondary institutions across the province and recognized for their inspiring stories. Joining me today, is RV Jacine Isidro, a campus star from Southern Alberta Institute of Technology, also known as SAIT. RV is here to chat all things student and about their experience as a mentor in the post-secondary world. It's time to hear it straight from the almost CPA's mouth. RV, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, we're gonna jump right into our questions. So you are such an accomplished person, RV, especially for, you know, living and breathing in the post-secondary world. For our audience that might not know, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're at in your academic journey. Okay. Um, Hello, Kayla. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me today. And my name is Arvi Justin Isidro. I am currently a four-year accounting student at SAIT. It's my final semester and I can't wait to graduate. Finally, I was a peer mentor for international students before and then later on supervised the program at SAIT and then I later on moved on to a new role and I was I'm still part of um, SAIT Accounting Society I do a lot of the communications for um for the organization and it's been awesome so speaking of your peer mentorship connection you know what inspired you to get involved with the program at SAIT um, just a little bit of a backstory about myself. I, ever since I was younger, I've always been passionate, um, mentoring others, kind of like helping them, um, achieving the best that they can. I remember specifically that um, with me and my childhood best friends, we would just organize kind of like a classroom setup where we would just teach each other. And as I grow older, I've never realized how much I love peer mentorship until I actually got the official experience being a peer mentor for international students. What inspired me to stay in the role and to still um, incorporate mentorship in my daily routine 
is because of how much I've grown and how much I've learned as a person throughout my experiences, whether that whether that's um, through the mentorship program or whether that's through having a um, a direct mentor or a direct coach um, with my with my instructors or with anyone that can offer me great advices. You specifically worked with um, international students. Why is that program so essential to help them succeed once they've um, come over to Canada and are working in the post-secondary degrees? Of course. Um, so just a little bit of a background with, about them. They already had a established career back in Brazil. Um, they were working as a lawyer. Um, one of them was working as a quality assurance analyst. And having me as a, still a student trying to get my life together, I've always wanted to help them navigate different um, different uncertainties when they transition to post-secondary even though they already had experiences going through post-secondary back in their hometowns, I strongly believe that, for instance, alleviating communication barriers, I was able to help them get their land their part-time jobs. I was able to take them with on my journey um, to network with other people. And I think that having that, having a mentor and um, navigating um, uncertainties, and especially in this generation, it is also it's a, always a good thing to learn from their experiences and also to share some of your experiences so your mentors can also learn from you. Hopefully that sort of answer your question, Kayla. Yes, it absolutely does. Um, to me, that mentor is someone who you know can make those connections where someone might need a little bit of help and need a little support. So speaking of, you know, what does someone look for when they are either looking for their own mentor or looking to become a mentor? So I think the biggest um, piece of advice that I always give to other students who are looking for their mentor, or in my case, is that how willing is the mentor to share their experiences or also to learn throughout their journey with the whole peer mentorship program? For instance, you can just take myself or my experiences as an example. I was able to learn about different things that I, I would not be able to get from experiencing different other um, different collaborations, let's say. I was able to gain um, my communication skills. I was able to develop a lot of my interpersonal skills. For instance, they were, um, they were teaching me a lot of their um, languages, a lot of their cultures, and having the openness to, to learn and to share this um, learnings to your mentor or to your mentee, that really helped. And that is something that I always look for whenever I'm um, looking for a mentee or a mentor. Right. Those are all fantastic points. Um, you know, I'm in my 30s. Many of our listeners are uh, beyond in their 40s, 50s, 60s and up. Is it ever too late to find a mentor? Um, Honestly, I never thought that it was ever too late to find a mentor because I strongly believe that mentorship happens at any stage in our life or, or, or at any point in our life, whether we, are, whether we are already managing a big corporation, they already have established a career, having experiences, but there will always be someone that can help us, that can guide us on um, navigating different, different things in our lives and 
helping us to achieve their goals. So it is never too late to find a mentor. And um, you've mentioned uh, in our chat that you are, you know, closing in on that final semester of school. Um, so you've been through a lot um, with the landscape of education and how it's changed so rapidly in the past few years. How can students learn to embrace that change to help reach their academic goals? That's actually a good question. <laughs> um, I think for me, as an accounting student, I'm always kind of, I'm always set into having a formulated method, having formulas, having different things that is very organized in a very, um, in a very organized manner. To me, embracing changes, it is a very daunting experience. We can, I'm not going to lie to you that um, it can result to any positive or negative things. But the way I see it is when we're open to take risks, and learn from this experiences throughout our journey. And when we accept that not every outcome will result into something positive or not every outcome we will win. And then that's something that will help us embrace this different changes in our lives. And we always have to kind of like take a step back, think about what we're currently, where we at, what we're currently doing and that is something that I've always done in my experiences, um, powering through online schools, transitioning online schools. Mm -hmm. That has been a huge hurdle for students. Um, you know, one week you're in the classroom, the next week you find out uh, you're headed for a virtual learning. And then a few months later, you might be in the classroom again. So I definitely have a lot of empathy for uh, that piece of your journey that you've been on. And are you able to share, um, what are some challenges that you faced along the way? Um, you know, you're so close to graduating. Um, were there some bumps along, along the road there? Um, other than, of course, uh, navigating the world of COVID. Actually, I've, <laughs> personally, I've failed a lot <laughs> um, navigating this last four years of my life at SAFE. There were instances where I almost gave up on my goals. There are instances where I was put down by many others because of the way I present myself to the public or whether of how I speak or whether of the skills that I think I can bring into the table. And these are kind of like the challenges that I thought would hinder me from achieving my goals. However, what I did is that I've never taken it too personally. Yes, I would, I would entertain this thought. However, I would never dwell in it. What I did is I just told myself to take a risk and never look back. And here I am, <laughs> I'm talking to, I'm talking to the listeners right now. And those are kind of like the challenges that I've faced over the last four years at SAFE. And you know, people are going to have their opinions uh, and that's fine, but it's great to be out there living um, your own authentic truth. I think that is so important for students um, and professionals to know. Um, and do you have any tips um, on how students and how professionals can increase their resilience um, and learn to bounce back from um, some of the, the lows that we can all experience? Of course. Um, 
I've always kind of like deviated into three things. So first of, first and foremost, um, we always have to foster our own well-being, whether that's through journalizing, whether that's through um, exercising, participating in different sports, or anything that can increase our own well-being. Second pillar would be finding a purpose to anything that we do. For instance, I found myself, I found whatever that I like when I was um, part of the peer mentorship program. I've never realized that I love mentoring other students so much. And that is something that I thought my purpose would be um, in this life. And last would be that we always have to embrace healthy thoughts. We all, there are instances that failures can really affect our own mental well-being. However, the way I think about it is that, yes, we all are human. Yes, um, we tend to be on the negative side at some point. But the way I see it is that recognize that, recognize the behavior patterns, recognize the behavior, negative behaviors, and how we can work through that, whether that's through um, journalizing or whether that's through changing our own routines and our own negative patterns. And those are kind of like the three things that I can give you as a tip on how you can quickly bounce back after a failure. And I'm sure as a mentor that you've helped your mentees navigate um, challenges that they've had. And some of that advice, you know, you kind of have to say to yourself, oh, that was good. I should use that uh, in my own life. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. I've taught my mentees that, um, that they never should have to be afraid on putting themselves out there and that they never should kind of like take every bumps in our in their road too personally because it will just hinder them from being successful in whatever they do right now or in the future. Absolutely. And I think um, that's what made you a standout candidate to become a campus star can you share a little bit about um, what that meant to you, receiving um, that kind of stamp of approval? Um, <laughs> honestly, it was it came to a surprise to myself. Uh, last year, I thought that it was a spam. I thought it was someone just pranking me. And then I checked the credentials, whoever sent the email to me. And, and up until this point, I still couldn't believe that. I was recognized as one of the campus stars in Alberta. And to me, what it meant is that it meant that everything that I do, that everything that I've been doing up until right now is working effectively. I don't think that it is, I don't mean that, um, sorry, I don't really think that it is something that I can brag about, but rather it is something that really validated that I should continue um, mentoring other students, that I should continue um, being my authentic self, whether that's through working environment or whether that's through whether that's in state. And that is something that I've always think about becoming a campus star. I wanted to show the I wanted to show to everyone that yes, you are unique, yes, you are different. However, how it, it's always up to you on how you can make these differences and how you can make this uniqueness to your advantage. And that is 
kind of like what it meant being a campus talker. Absolutely. And I feel like the world would be so boring if we were just carbon copies of each other. Um, that uniqueness is what makes life very beautiful, in my opinion. That is true. That is totally true. Because like, if we all think the same thing, if we all have the same thing, it would just be boring, as you've mentioned. Yes. Um, so you are, you know, so close to being out of the post-secondary mm -hmm. world. What is your next step after graduation? Um, so like starting this year, um, January, I came to reminisce having, feeling a little bit nostalgic uh, because it's my, it's going to be my last semester. Almost four years of my life has been part of state. I was a peer mentor. I've done a lot of things at state. And to me, what's next step for me is I've always wanted to incorporate um, everything that I've learned as a mentor into my future endeavors. I've always wanted to help students, whether they are in their post-secondary, high school student, junior high, or anyone, to navigate series of challenges and to help them achieve something that they thought would never happen. And something that they thought that they can't really do anything because of how they present themselves in the um, in the public. And I've always wanted to allow them or to help them embody their own uniqueness because there are instances in my life, in my own personal life, and I'm not entirely sure with our listeners if they felt this way too, but there are instances in my life where I thought me being this way, me being my authentic self is a weakness. And I've never realized, even up, I've never realized until I started at say that yes, you are unique, and yes, you utilize that, and that is something that I've always wanted to um, help students or help anyone that yes, you are unique, embody that, and yes, it is a good thing to be to be unique, and that is something that's kind of like a next step for me. I haven't had a formal or like a very detailed plan in my future. But I've I wanted to cultivate everything that I've learned from from being a mentor into my future endeavors. And I think what you just said leads perfectly into my next question. So our listeners, you know, might be looking to hire students, students just like you. But what can professionals in the workplace learn from students? Some there are instances that we tend to kind of like act the same thing as our senior managers because we idolize them so much that we wanted to be like them. So to me, professionals can learn students from me by being open to showcase your differences. Who cares if the way you think or the way you act is different as long as you get the thing, as long as you get um, your job done. And that is something that really counts. And they also another thing is they also have to be open to those who are so confident in showcasing their, the way they think, the way they act, because I strongly believe that diversity is not just, um, it is not just um, attributed to our physical um, characteristics, but it is something that goes beyond that. It is something that's different. So the, if someone is, thinking differently that is awesome and I want that and I want professionals to know that 
have, being different, it is not part of your weakness. It is not part of um, something that needs to be marginalized, but it is something that needs to be honed and something that needs to be incorporated in our daily in our daily operations in the business. And that is, and I think those two things, um, being a being able to open to showcase your differences and being open to um, accepting those who show their differences are something that can professionals learn from students like me. And are you um, hoping to join the workforce once you're outside of school or still kind of figuring it out? Uh, actually, last, uh, I'm just not, I, I'm just going to brag a little bit, but like last fall 2021 recruitment, I was um, luckily um, recruited from one of the public accounting firms here in Canada. And yes, I am um, already recruited and I can't honestly wait to join the workforce. And after so many years of working part-time, I can finally launch my career and, and incorporate everything that I've learned throughout the last, I don't know, almost 24 years of my existence. I'm sure a few of our listeners are sad that you are already in placement. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you can like feel free to chat with me. We can always chat. I mean, we can always chat and then just talk about um, my experiences and everything. However, I've yeah, <laughs> sadly, I am already recruited and I can. I'm actually looking forward to it. And that is a good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> So what is it that drew you to um, the world of accounting and the world of business? Because it is so far reaching and that kind of view of a, you know, quote unquote, stereotypical accountant, you know, that is something that's fading into the past. Um, As you've mentioned, stereotypical accountants, they tend to be quiet. They tend to have their own little world. But that's just not me. <laughs> um, I've always had this extroverted energy towards other people. And back when I first when I was graduating in high school, I have never really knew what I wanted. I tried to pursue nursing, and that did not work out. I've uh, took a year off to go on a self discovery journey and to work full-time at Tim Hortons. And when I was working at Tim Hortons as a supervisor, I had a lot of um, responsibilities in regards to the business overall. I was able, I was conducting inventory checks. I was doing a lot of um, profit and loss because it is a franchise and they wanted us to learn on how we can um, incorporate all of the all of, all of the financial side of this franchise. And when I was, when I initially um, applied to SAIT, I thought I've always wanted to be in the business. And it's, it's, it's so weird. It's just a gut feeling that I wanted to be in business. And then as I was navigating all of this introductory class, to me, um, accounting really helped me understand the business it really does um, gives me a lot of backstories, a lot of um, a lot of different trends that the company was currently doing. For instance, um, this is just a little bit for our accountant accountants. If, 
um, listeners. So if a company is wanted to increase their profitability, they can either increase their mar- uh, or increase their marketing expenses and stuff like that. And to me, that adds a lot of value because I was able to understand this, uh, this different stories that happen throughout the year and communicate that to the public. And that really something that attracted me to the accounting world and to the business world. I think you're spot on there. Um, you know, many, many moons ago when I was in high school, you kind of feel that pressure to, you know, make a choice, but you're around 18 years old, you know, what have you seen of life? So to kind of take that time and figure out what you're passionate about and what has clicked with your skill set and what you want to learn more about, I think that is such a valuable experience and it seems to have landed you in the exact right place. Yeah, it kind of is. Because like I, I was at that point in my grade 12, I was in last semester um, I, I, I never really knew <laughs> what I wanted. I, um, I was asking my instructors, I was asking my, some of my families, my friends, um, they've, but they've always really relied on what I, what they thought I was good at. And then I've tried it because I thought, Hey, might as well take risks. Right. And, um, but it did not work out. And after kind of like, yeah, again, going through that self-discovery journey, it really did help me get to the place I am right now. And it's been a fantastic journey, even though bumps happened along the road. Absolutely. Arvi, um, you've been so much fun to talk to today. Um, to end our episode, I have one final question for you. What are your hopes for your graduating class? Um, I think my biggest hopes for my graduating class is for them to never lose hope after going through a series of challenges in their lives um, to continue to be different and unique at what they do. And most importantly, to find contentment in whichever field they are trying to land an opportunity because I strongly believe that if someone is contented with what they do, they feel satisfaction and that satisfaction is synonymous to being happy. So those are kind of like my biggest hopes for my graduating class. Um, continue doing what you're doing right now. I've, I'm not, I know I'm, part of it that we are so close two more months and we're finally off into the workforce and we can have our big guy or big girl's job and yes that those are kind of like my biggest hopes for my graduating class fantastic and we wish you nothing but luck along the way hang in there it's two more months we know you can do it yes (laughs) so excited it's two more months left and even though it's getting a little bit busier busier but hey I'm so excited to uh, finally graduate have that degree in the back of my name (laughs) amazing thank you so much for joining me on our podcast today no worries I'm glad that I was invited and I'm so glad that I was able to share a little bit of my experiences and hopefully listeners can pick up a, a few things from this experiences absolutely I'm sure um Everyone has a lot to think about and many of our 
listeners are students themselves, people that hire students, are looking to recruit, and you gave them a lot of food for thought. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth. This episode featured RV Jacine Isidro, 2021 Campus Star from SAIT. Don't forget to subscribe to Straight from the CPA's Mouth mailing list for exclusive content. If you like what you're hearing, have ideas for future episodes, or have any feedback you'd like to share, email us at knowledgecenter at cpaalberta.ca or leave us a comment on social media. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Straight from the CPA's Mouth is produced by the CPA Education Foundation, the charitable arm of the CPA profession in Alberta. This podcast is made possible by Brian Heshey, FCPA FCA. Thanks to Brian's generous donation, the foundation created the Heshey CPA Knowledge Center, a virtual hub of resources for all Albertans. Find out more about the foundation and the Knowledge Center at cpaalberta.ca slash foundation.